When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The origins of our modern-day police can be traced back to the slave patrol, with the earliest patrol created in the Carolinas in the early 1700s. Today, the criminal justice system is heavily impacted by the bias of police mentality, as well as outdated judicial precedents. It is largely driven by racial disparities, which directly obstruct and deconstruct our minority communities. According to reports from the NAACP, 87% of black adults say the U.S. criminal justice system is more unjust toward black people, and 61% of white adults agree. African Americans are incarcerated at more than five times the rate of whites, and one out of every three black boys born today can expect to be sentenced to prison, compared to one out of six Latino boys and one out of 17 white boys. Nationwide, African American children represent 14% of the population, yet African American children represent 32% of children who are arrested. 42% of children who are detained, and 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to criminal court. Today's guest knows the reality of these statistics and the relative experience firsthand. After serving 17 and a half years on a life sentence, he is now utilizing his personal testimony and his ability to empower and motivate to help others avoid becoming a victim of the system and heading down a dangerous path. Here with us to discuss this important topic further, introduce his newly released film, A Polished Soul, and Talk Solutions. We have award-winning filmmaker, actor, author, and activist, Mike Ray Anderson. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. Mike Ray Anderson, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, my brother. Thank you for having me, King. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, around here, we like to start at the beginning, give folks a little bit of a background on you. So do me a favor, share a bit about yourself, your upbringing, and sort of what led you to, you know, all the work that you're doing today. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm actually uh, originally uh, raised up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Vietnam, we call it. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised up in a household that was plagued by domestic violence. My father was an African-American Vietnam vet, as well as a Korean war vet. Mm. And my mother, she was a native German. Um, but, you know, he he used to abuse her every day. Uh, he was pretty much rough with us. So a lot of the violence that was going on in my household kind of like 
put me into a mind state of resentment. And as time went on and I went into my teenage years, I pretty much ventured out into the street life, you know, selling drugs, selling guns. One thing led to another before you know it. I found myself in the Cumberland County Jail in 1990 and 91 facing the death penalty plus life plus 60 years and ended up taking a plea bargain for life. I uh, served 17 and a half years before the North Carolina Department of Corrections and Parole Board decided to give me a second chance because while I was on the inside, I became a model inmate. And as I became a model inmate, I got two college degrees. I was uh, writing plays and stuff for the inmates. We were performing on the inside. I was doing um, uh, tutoring for the GED students, you know, helping, you know, the younger brothers get their GEDs and stuff like that. And then once I was released, I came home and I said, you know what? There was a reason why I was released and given another chance. So turn my life around. Uh, became a mentor for adjudicated uh, youth as well as at-risk youth and for my own nonprofit entitled Polished Souls Foundation Incorporated that does gang intervention. And we also work on um, prison reentry when guys come back home from prison and stuff like that and decided to venture out into something that was always interesting to me, which was entertainment, film and writing. Uh, I first started with my uh autobiography i released that around 2014 it was entitled a polished soul the mike gray anderson story mm -hmm. and then after uh releasing the autobiography we decided to take it to the film realm because i was at one point working with christopher martin who is played from the kid and play hip-hop group right. with his brand news uh sector and Realized, yo, I really, really enjoyed being behind the camera, in front of the camera. It was something that I think that was a part of me, my whole destiny. Uh, went into film, started acting. One thing led to another. I said, you know what, I'm going to pick the camera up and produce myself. And lo and behold, uh, here I am, you know, years later. Uh, been home probably around 14 years. I was released in 2008 uh, mm. after serving the 17 and a half years in prison. And lo and behold, here I am, you know, blessed with the opportunity to be an award-winning filmmaker, producer, actor, and also a national spokesperson for mass incarceration and uh, juvenile incarceration. That's incredible. What was it about the uh, prison experience uh, for you? I, I, I realized that you were a model inmate, but what was it about the prison experience that made you want to move to address some of the issues that you, that you encountered there? Well, while on the inside, um, I noticed I encountered a lot of people that were claiming and saying they weren't guilty for their crime. Mm. I saw what I uh, thought was ridiculous when it came to sentences that were lengthy sentences for some of the smallest crimes sometimes. Um, and I just realized there was an imbalance there in reference to what I called sentencing structure, more so for the minorities, so to speak. I know they call us minority society, but at the same time, we're a majority in prison. Um, we out actually number, uh, as prison inmates, we outnumbered the population for young African-American men that were in college. So mm -hmm. I said, that's a, that's a disparity there that doesn't need to exist. And just kind of like, realized that as i was going through my own personal pain i saw a whole bunch of other brothers going through their pain and um some of these guys were parents they were sons they were nephews they were brothers 
um, or something of that some you know nature and and served a significant purpose in life, but pretty much got railroaded and went down the wrong path. So if it wasn't for their own actions, it was for somebody else's actions that got got them caught up. So I pretty much uh, realized that my own experience inside was something that uh, gave me the affinity to feel like I should uh, try to prevent the numbers from being so damn high. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just pretty much become a person that was instrumental in changing the lives of others before they even went down that wrong path, even to put themselves in a situation to get blamed for something they might not have done or to put themselves in a situation where they made a choice where they'll be gone for a long time or never ever come back from prison and reenter into society. That was just one thing I felt like I needed to work on because I, at one point I was the problem. I wanted to become part of the solution. Okay. Okay. You know, you mentioned a couple of times now, sort of this veering off track. I think you mentioned, you know, your father's influence over, you know, your home life and that kind of contributed uh, to that for you. Um, you found something similar among the uh, other incarcerated black men as well. Something. Yes. Like yes. That. Yes. A lot of men, I would say 78 to, I mean, just roughly speaking, 78 to 85 percent of the men in there, uh, either their fathers were not present at all or mm. they were present. They weren't present in spirit and support. Mm. And um, and I get it because I came from a generation where we were pretty much latchkey kids right. stayed home alone uh, for parents to go make an earning if they were making an earning or we uh, made sure that we were out and about in the streets to stay away from a home that we wanna, didn't want to go back home to because it was either terrorized by drug abuse, alcoholism or whatever because I actually, the, the community I stayed in was how can I say it was a, a home buyers program that was involved with African American, African American Vietnam vets that needed to buy homes. And all these people migrated to this one neighborhood that were mainly African American Vietnam vets. So they, they were there with their families, but they struggled just like my father with alcoholism, PTSD, never, never counseled, diagnosed, but never counseled. Um, so violence was in the households. So when you have this, it breeds the uh, reaction to it, which is high crime rates. Mm -hmm. So these high crime rates pretty much um, just turned into a an explosion. It spawned an explosion of of just young African American men that were very resentful when it came to their upbringing. Sure. So I saw that likeness in prison. Like all throughout a prison when I would have discussions with people and I would listen to their stories. I'm like, man, he sounds just like me <laughs> to a certain extent. So, yes. You know, there's um, something that we talk about on the show quite a bit. Uh, there's a still a prevalent uh, myth that black men are not good fathers um, or otherwise we are not involved in the lives of our children. And um that has since been debunked by uh, a number of sources, chief among which is the CDC. Uh, they did a study in, I believe, 2014, 2013, 2014, that showed that actually black men were performing best of all 
in terms of their actual interactions with their children, the amount of time spent with children, doing homework, changing diapers, everything, you name it, um, that Black men were doing better than our Caucasian brothers and sisters, Hispanic, Asian American, et cetera. Um, but a lot of what we see concentrated in, uh, in terms of uh, homes where there is no Black father is we see uh, incarceration rates um, and we see, you know, uh, issues that you, you spoke about just now, you know, in terms of drug abuse and, and so forth. You know, these, these are problems that have affected our community. And of course, with incarceration rates, drug abuse, et cetera, we can point to systemic um, factors that cause that, right? So it's important to say, every time I talk about this, it's important to say that Black people, uh, Black men in particular, because that's what we're talking about right now, aren't inherently bad people, nor are we bad fathers. There are systemic issues that point to the very narrow sliver of, of us that has been amplified by media that suggests that we are not in the homes of our, our uh, children. Furthermore, um, marriage rates is another thing that a lot of folks point to, but um, obviously marriage rates uh, affects what sort of benefits that you can receive um, in your household from in terms of government assistance. And so you'll notice that there's oftentimes uh, a gap there as well. Um, but these are things that I, I like to add on to those things um, because obviously, you know, uh, there are stories that you know, reflect sort of that reality and, you know, many other stories that reflect kind of the opposite of it that don't get highlighted. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I always say that the whole systemic issue um, that can pretty much contribute to all of this is something that will never, ever be discussed and solved in one interview, not right. even... <laughs> <laughs> not even a, a year of interviews. Sure. Uh, it's something that's a lifetime research yeah. uh, process. And it's, uh, honestly, it's a mind state that we have to go back and find. You know, we know we we, we, we claim and we say we know what it is. We, you know, we talk about Willie Lynch theories and all this other stuff and yeah. so many things that are pretty much, you know, um, what I call mental plagues that. Yeah penetrate our front lines and go into our households and change these things because in all actuality for you to state the um, numbers that you just stated that we, you know, that like I said, you said it was done by CDC, correct? Yeah. yeah. That in all actuality, this research shows and proves that we are, you know, we're not inherently bad, but what are we up against? What are we up against as, as these minority fathers? We're up against a system that is designed you know, for us to fail by the powers that be. And when I say the powers that be, the ones that want us to fail and desire for us to fail, you know, because there's some counterparts out there. There's Caucasian counterparts, you know. Mind you, I told you my mother was a native German, you know, mm -hmm. she was European. And to me, she was one of the most supportive women I've ever seen in my in my father's life, mm -hmm. in my father's African-American life. Sure. But at the same time, you know, she she was from a whole different system that wasn't even um, targeting uh, African-American males uh, like the United States was. So right. she she was able to love compassionately without uh, being infected by the contagious systemic racism and all this other stuff that exists. Absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We are here today with award-winning filmmaker, actor, author, and activist, Mike Ray Anderson, discussing his newly released film, A Polished Soul, and the tireless work he is doing to prevent our youth from falling prey to the criminal justice systems. Okay, so let's move on to uh, your recent work. Um, before the film, you published your story in a book, uh, and you have now also launched a nonprofit to ensure your message uh, goes the distance. So tell us more about your organization and more about the work you're doing now. Okay, so my organization is entitled Polish Souls Foundation Incorporated. 
We are a 501c3 organization that is designed, well, our mission is to make sure that we empower those that are deemed to be at-risk youth or those that have deemed to be adjudicated youth based on the fact that they have encountered the system in some type of way, the judicial system in some type of way, and has either been charged with something or convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much go in and change their lives and change their mindset. And that's what we focus on is the mindset. Um, you know, nine times out of 10, we cannot change their environment, their immediate environment, unless we all win the lottery and mm-hmm. bring back about $2 billion into the, you know, the, uh, the homes of these young men to give them a better established life. So we figure the mindset is what's more important because that's the culprit of the direction that we go in life. Mm-hmm. And so changing these uh, mindsets are done through mentorship, through my arts program, which is film and writing. And pretty much we teach them the different elements and the different components of the film industry and show them that there is the possibility of financial, you know, gained through these um, components, whether it be writing, editing, um, cinematography, any type of mass media production, or even, you know, mass communication opportunities. And we design different types of uh, projects that allows them to encounter this particular, these particular components one-on-one and to spark an interest that can also help them develop the artistic state of mind in order for them to overcome, you know, the uh, system that pretty much gives them a sense of incarceration and institution. Mm. So help them think outside the box. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Now for folks who haven't, you know, that, you know, I would appreciate talking about the, uh, the nonprofit work, but for folks who haven't maybe read the book, folks who haven't you know watched the film um or otherwise are familiar with the works that you're doing let's uh let's talk about what those things are about what people can benefit what people can gain from kind of uh, plugging in so the book is actually it's available on amazon um i self-published it i just feel like uh nobody's going to carry the story the way that i'm a carrier and deliver it because i'm an open book no mm. pun intended. <laughs> and after the book, I developed a 15-minute documentary that was one-on-one with me. And you'll see reenactments of what I went through in life um, in the documentary. But you'll see me hitting on points that are necessary to hit on because I'm not the victim type person. I'm not screaming, oh my gosh, the system, you know, they ruined me. They they were after me. I made some pretty bad decisions in life that led down the wrong road. And to be able to redeem myself again, like I said, at one point I was the problem. So I wanted to become the solution. I felt like I needed to be an open book and tell you where it started mm. and why it started and why it even happened. And so I think the book is a good book that should go into all of the prison systems because it's a story of, again, redemption and overcoming the fact that I had to be in there when they told me you're facing the death penalty plus life plus 60 years. I stayed in the Cumberland County jail 
waiting for trial three years, not knowing what was going to happen with my life, not knowing what was up ahead the road for me or whatever. Once I made a decision to take a plea bargain for life so that I can escape the death penalty, I had no idea where my life was going to, you know, what, what path I would take. I didn't know how long I was going to be in there. I didn't know what to look forward to or what not to look forward to. I just knew there was something that I had to do and that was change my mindset. In this book, it tells you how I changed my mindset, what started happening in my life when I changed my mindset, and then what was the reward for changing my mindset? Because one of the biggest little books that I've ever read in life, I say the biggest little book because biggest meaning that what it poured into me was huge, but it's one of the smallest books you can probably find on the shelf was entitled As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And so when I read that book, it was the first book that sparked me into thinking that I should change my mindset versus me going to the library or me going to borrow a book from, you know, my cellmates that had to do something with pimping and all this other stuff like Donald Goins, Holloway Houses, books and all this other stuff. To me, that was something that was a what I call an inner pandemic. Uh, for these guys on the inside because that's the materials they always chose to read and I just felt differently. But I took all of what I read over the years, whether it be, you know, Principles of Success, Napoleon Hill, um, so many different other books, and I poured the process of my mindset into that book. After I did the book, I made the documentary, the documentary pinpoints all of that. Then when you watch the movie, which is the actual biopic that was released this year, that too is on Amazon. It's entitled A Polished Soul. Uh, it stars Oba Babatunde, uh, Hawthorne James, uh, Shaw Jackson, uh, Petri Bird, who is Bird Bailiff from Ju Judge Judy. He plays my father in this film. I decided to write this because I haven't seen that many stories. Yes, like I said, I see the stories of the guys that were innocent are the ones that were victimized by the system, but I never see the ones that, where they made the wrong decisions in life, redeemed themselves, were able to come back home and become a better person to be productive in society and to be able to be effective and instrumental in changing other people's mindsets. So I decided to put all of that out on the table and say, look, this is me. I spent years working on all of this from the book to the movie now. And when I felt like at this point, this is what I got all up out of me. Now, guess what I attracted? A whole bunch of other brothers that want to tell their story. And their stories are so much more different than mine. But they can also be positively uh, you know, impactful upon society because this is something that we struggle with in our United States is the incarceration rate of the black man, of the African-American male. Sure. So how do we change this? Again, we put out instructional methods on how to change this, the mindsets. And the only way we can be instructional is we teach people how we did it, how we overcame it, how we redeemed ourselves. So that's what my work is really all about. I love that. There's a, a person who is, uh, I, I think he he's walking a similar path um, he's a lawyer, though. His name is uh, Brian Stevenson, and I'm a big fan of his as well. And uh, I know, bro. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's he's someone that I, I very much look up to, and and I, I appreciate your walking that path because you're absolutely right. This is definitely something that has our black men uh, 
kind of we're kind of up to our neck in that you know and it's something that Man, we obviously have to address so it's just so overwhelming and like yeah. every time i turn around it, it repeats itself the process repeats itself and it goes into phase one phase two and then phase three and the next thing you know we're seeing all of those that can be role models nowadays in, in the hip-hop industry and so on and so forth getting locked up for this and that you yeah. know rico yeah. acts and all sorts of other crazy things okay what are you going to do now let's change this and go back out there and 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 tell everybody that you know just i mean just the same as everybody promotes a cure for you know whatever's out there let's prom let's promote this cure yeah here's a cure yeah. that we can promote i know exactly what you're talking about all right so how about this uh i i know that you act as well anything that you're working on that we can look forward to why don't you plug that as well if you can oh actually um here recently uh in august a new movie was released that I actually play a lead role in and mm. it's entitled shark waters. I think that's what I heard. Yeah. So I played captain Banning on this movie and, um, it was a role that was very fulfilling for several reasons. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to give a, give the spoiler, a spoiler alert, but, um, this is a role that I think, you know, as an African American, uh, African American actor, I can be proud of because, um, it defies that stereotypical, you know, the brother only lasts for a few minutes in this movie type thing. Yeah. Um, and I just leave the rest to you, you know, check it out. It's on Amazon, Voodoo, other platforms. It's okay. entitled Shark Waters. Okay. And again, I play Captain Banning, man. And um, there's a pretty crazy sharks out there in the waters. All right. I love that, man. Keep going. You got to keep uh, breaking them uh, stereotypes down, man. Last a little yeah. longer in the movie. Get some screen time for us. We, we <laughs> yeah, get that. some long screen time. Let me get that screen time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard that, man. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? How about this? I know your time is short, so before we let you go, um, I, I want to make sure I get this question in. Um, I just kind of feel it in the in in your voice. You know, I can I can kind of sense it. Um, if you had to give a message to a young person headed towards some trouble, or maybe they're already down a path that's less than positive, um, what would you suggest to them about changing their mindset that would help them realize the importance of, say, turning that corner uh, and, and turning their lives around? I would say to go somewhere where you can stand high and look down on your life. Look down on your life, reflect off of all the struggles that you've encountered from decisions that you've made. If you're not struggling and you love it, I don't know what to tell you. But if you're struggling and it has put you in situations that it just brings you to higher levels of stress, it makes you feel like you know there's something better for you out there, that's where you start. You have to say, okay, well, if I'm doing something wrong, it has to, has to do with the decisions that I'm making. It has to do with what I'm letting outside forces do to me. Outside forces, meaning anything dealing with the system, whether it be your educational institutions, whether it be your household, whatever it may be, what is it about these things that you're letting control you? Once you figure it out, stop it right there before the momentum gets too rough to the point to where it catapults you 
into what I call a reprobate mind to where you start making wrong decisions constantly and you put yourself in the wrong situations. Mm. If that momentum is has increased at a speed too high for you that you can't stop it, prepare yourself, embrace yourself for the repercussions and consequences. That. Once those repercussions and consequences come, be ready for a change that makes things better and not worse. In other words, I, I liken myself to how Christ is illustrated in the Bible when he went down into hell and took the sting out of death for three days. Um, now, allegorically speaking, I feel like I became incarcerated for 17 and a half years to take the sting out of incarceration. Mm. So I can show you what road not to go down. I can tell you what road not to go down. And if you don't listen to my voice, you'll hear somebody else's voice along the way that'll be telling you the same thing because they experienced some of the same things that I experienced. Mm -hmm. Listen to those voices. Do not ignore them. Do not feel there's a certain level of machismo that you need to accomplish through what it is they call gangster and so on and so forth. Because every gangster is defined a different way in every gangster movie. <laughs> Facts. That's right. So, you want to be the real gangster? Be the gangster that knew, knew how to change your life and not let nobody else impact it to the point to where you get caught up in the wrong situation. That way. That way. That way. Yes, sir. Well, um, very, very powerful, profound uh, statement. I appreciate you making it. And uh, uh, before we let you go, I, I, one more favor. If you can, one more time, plug the book, plug the movie, uh, your social media. Let's let folks know how to uh, keep up with you and, and get the full story. Sure. Here lately, I've, I've limit, limited myself to uh, particularly one social media, and that's Instagram. Okay. Um, I am on LinkedIn as Mike Ray Anderson, M-I-K-E-R-A-E Anderson, you know, in the business aspect. But on Instagram, I'm Mike Ray Anderson underscore makes movies. Um, because that's my thing. I'm, I'm, you know, whether I'm making a, a movie, writing it or directing it or producing it or shooting it, or I'm making a movie just living life, you know, I'm making movies because I want to be what I call the visual for other people that just seem not to be able to think how to get it right. I want to be that visual because we're in a visual society nowadays. I call it a younger generation, the YouTube generation, because sure. That's where they go to, you know, that's where they uh, seek out their form of entertainment. Um, so on Instagram, it's Mike Ray Anderson, M-I-K-E-R-A-E Anderson underscore makes movies. And that's pretty much what I limit myself to when it comes to social media. Uh, the book entitled A Polished Soul is available on Amazon. Uh, the movie is on Prime Video. It's also called A Polished Soul. And the documentary is pretty much attainable uh, through me. I can be reached, you know. Oh, I actually have a YouTube channel also, uh, Mike Ray Anderson. So, and if you just Google the name and you can hunt me down, I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. <laughs> okay. Google it and, and all sorts of things pop up. You know, um, one of the other films that I'm so uh, happy that I got involved with was from the great Nate Parker. Um, it was entitled American Skin. I suggest people go watch that too. Yeah. Because yeah, it's we, very relative. Yeah. So yeah, we talked to him on the show before. Yeah. So we I you know, I was able to 
work with him on that. And I was I was so thrilled and proud to pour into a project like that because that's what it's all about, man. It's about activism. You know, it takes a village. And I ain't talking about a village made of, you know what I'm saying, straw huts, man. I want us to have castles with strong platinum and gold foundations, man. Mm. Unshakable, unmovable. Uh, I want us to have a Wakanda. You Say know what that. I'm saying? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> what I want us to have, man. You know, I want us to I want us to be able to operate off the frequency of vibranium, man. Yeah. Indestructible. I love that. I love that. Shout what out to Ryan Coogler, man. One of the dopest in the game right now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you saw the you saw the trailer, right? The the second man, trailer. November, November eleventh and twelfth, man. I'm That's ready. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on uh, once again. Thank you very much for the information and, of course, uh, insight into your your life and, and the work that you're doing. It, it is well, it is much appreciated and well received. I appreciate that, brother. And I appreciate you for even creating this platform, man, and just being as intelligent as you are. I'm just out of curiosity. How old are you? Uh, Forty. I just had my 40th birthday. OK, well, you want to you, you got the little the little Eric Benet young look going on. man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. No, nah, but I appreciate you creating this platform, man. You know, 40 is a milestone, whether or not you know it. I just turned 50 in February. Okay. And I look Likewise, at it as man. a milestone. Yeah, thank you. And um, just keep up the great work, man. And thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, further greatness from you, brother. Yes, sir, man. Expect nothing less. Well, again, uh, our guest today is the award-winning filmmaker, actor, author, and activist, Mike Ray Anderson. And before we go... I'll leave you with this quote almost always the creative and dedicated minority has made the world better unquote these words from dr martin luther king jr are truly timeless and it is a great summary to reflect on relative to our discussion today mike's organization polished souls is a 501c3 organization that directly deals with troubled youth adjudicated youth and gang prevention with primary goals of helping individuals embrace the arts as an outlet for the polishing of one's lifestyle Post-pandemic, as we continue to move into the realms of this new age renaissance, let us be inspired by his organization's mission and today's messages. We are all the artists, and the entire world is our canvas. We each have the unique and divinely ordained opportunities to create the ultimate masterpiece that is our lives. So let us be forever inspired, empowered, and entirely committed to doing just that. Masterpieces can master peace, and art can save the world. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. 
Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.